The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series, Episode Number 104, Abby and Jeremy. It looks like I'm on my own. No one to light on my way. Break of day, they say. All these rivers are flowing. Don't be afraid, you must go where they're going. In the night, like a wandering star, you must travel far. church meeting to plan a series of outdoor fairs had begun with excitement and high expectations. But as the meeting was about to end, problems arose. It appeared that an election for the deciding vote on the Board of Trustees would take place in less than two weeks. Reverend Tuck grew pale and silent Dr. Bear tried to describe the situation in a gentle way, but the bad news spread over the group like a dark cloud. Well, it is true that three of the seven trustees do not agree with the kind of plans we are discussing. And with one trustee resigning, the coming election could well upset many of the decisions we have made over the past year. Chester Peterson chimed in with a sarcastic note. Oh, to say the least, oh! Terence Williams slowly nodded his head, hearing this. I see. Well, thanks uh, for alerting all of us to this problem. But I'm new to this church and have no idea who these people are. I assume they are not here at this meeting. They all live north of here, in Maywood Valley, but it's true they have a different point of view on our plans for this church. People noticed that Reverend Tuck had raised his head and was making a show of looking at his watch. Well, uh, uh, I think it's getting late. Uh, there are uh, children here looking tired. Uh, we'll discuss these things after the meeting among those who wish to stay. I'm just glad we've come so far in one meeting, and I want you all to know I'm delighted by the energy and commitment of this group. The main thing is to get started. Uh, Pastor Banks, a, a word from you? Yes, well, I feel the same way, and I hope we will meet every week or two as we get started. Is that something that we can count on? Everyone agreed. Okay, that's it for tonight. Thanks, thanks to you all. The group's mood had radically changed. People spoke in hushed tones and gathered up their children to quickly depart. Tuck was looking at the floor and was approached by no one. 
Phoebe alone seemed unaffected by the change and organized her volunteers to meet on the coming Friday evening at 8 o'clock there in the church basement. Sarah Williams, Callie, and the band decided to join Phoebe's group. The spirit of the teenagers rose up in defiance of the gloom of the adults who gathered round Reverend Tuck. Abby moved casually outside the circle of young people to a point where she could overhear the older group's conversation. Tom Winkle sat next to Tuck. I'm so sorry. I can see I made a mistake. But this is not a secret. You announced it on Sunday. Oh, of course you're right. Oh, I just hoped our new effort could begin on a positive note. This election for trustee looks discouraging. No candidates have come forward so far except Becky Scudder, you know, the wife of the store owner across the street. (laughs) We all know how she will vote on the issues coming up. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Reverend. I feel like a bull in a china shop. Perhaps... A small group of us can get together in private, perhaps this Friday evening. I'll be driving my daughter here for the youth council meeting. Yes, yes, please, a great suggestion. Abby heard a familiar gruff voice behind her. She turned to see Sammy smiling at her. Oh, I thought I might see you here. He handed her... A thick envelope. I calculate 20 hours of work. I hope this is okay. We made a lot of money the nights you worked. And please, come and work at the coffee shop tomorrow if you can. Oh, this is wonderful. But I'm broke right now. And I wish I could work. But I'll be gone for a day or two visiting my parents. But I'll come by Thursday or Friday. Well, don't take too long now. I'll need a dedicated team. Sammy shuffled off to have a few words with Stephanie and Ellie. Abby found Jeremy and planned to meet him early the following day. Then she reminded Isaiah that she would be at the garden center by 1030, ready for the journey upstream by boat. Sarah Williams asked if she could come too. Abby was thinking. I've never seen things happen so fast. We've got a real chance. As the crowd departed, Phoebe caught Abby on the side where they could not be overheard. Abby, please, find out all you can about the real reason for the relocation business. The state and the corporations? What's in it for them? I have a guess about that. Something we should discuss. Abby stared into space for a moment and then looked at Phoebe. Ah, you're quick. I can guess too. I'll get right back to you. We're all lost in a crazy world for danger I say hear the wind howl 
must be rocks ahead, I said. All these rivers are flowing. Don't be afraid, you must go where they're going. In the night, like a wandering star, you must travel far. Abby awoke the following day to a strong breeze coming through the window. She rolled over and looked at the clock. It was 8.20. 8.20? Jeremy will be here in no time. She jumped out of bed and took a moment to consider her outfit and what to pack. Let's see. Jeremy, and then the boat to Rivergate to see my parents. Hmm. Well, same choices as yesterday. Jeans, sneakers, blue denim shirt. Now, for some hot water for tea. The kitchen table was covered with seed packets and drawings. Scraps of paper were all over the floor, moving in the breeze. She'd been up late the night before, planning Jeremy's work for the day. Abby could hardly believe her good luck in getting him for a partner. But she assumed Wendy must be behind it all. Allison and Chi-Chi were joined at the hip with Wendy. How they communicated and stayed on the same page was a mystery. But the fact had been there for Abby to see since childhood. Water's boiling. A cup for me and one for Jeremy. I shouldn't be doing this. We'll get caught. She looked out the side window at the street and saw no one on the sidewalk near the gate. A little fun, for once. She heard a knock and opened the door an inch or two. Jeremy, you there? It's me. Go around the back way to the space by the wall. Got it. She opened the window and looked out on the little secluded spot near the wall. Jeremy was there in a second and jumped up to get his knee on the windowsill, and he stepped inside. Great to see you. He looked around, checking out the cottage. Nice. I'm jealous. They gave each other a quick kiss on the cheek and walked to the kitchen table. Here, I made you a cup of breakfast mixture. A treat? And what are these? Drawings? I'll explain them as soon as I finish these sandwiches for my trip today. Everything's a rush. Jeremy began studying the drawings. Hmm. This must be the new garden. And it must be laid out this way. He gave the drawing a quarter turn. So this is north, towards the long wall, and this is south, the side of the church, right? He began sipping his tea. Yup, but what else can you see? Well, the lines must be rows of plants, 
from the north to south, you've got rows of amaranth, finger beans, two kinds of peas, turnips, lettuce, carrots, arugula, kale, and cabbage. But I know you've got different kinds of these things. How will I know which amaranth and which peas? I picked them out already, in the pile on your right. Ah, I see. Now these markers must be for space between the rows, and the inches between each seed, or a couple of seeds. That's right. And start by bringing over three more wheelbarrows full of the darkest bottom layer of compost and hoe it into the soil. Mark your rows and make the thinnest track possible between the rows you plant. Place each foot one after the other so the path is just wider than your foot. Plant the seeds just a quarter to half an inch down. More for the beans and peas. Press the earth around them only a little. Don't pack it. Leave it kind of springy. We'll have rain tonight, so get all the seeds in the ground. Phew. Okay. But no tomatoes? Potato squash? That sort of thing? Too late in the summer, I guess? Exactly. But I've got lots of that stuff ready to pick in my garden in the forest. Some of it's overripe. Do you think we could go there and bring back two or three sacks full of fruits and vegetables? Squash, figs, tomatoes, finger beans. But we can't be seen at all. We'll have to go at night. Wow. I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Across the forest by night to a secret garden with you to guide me? Just let me know when. Abby smiled. It was indeed something to look forward to. I think a spirit's following me I think she's made of something you can see Wherever I'm going, she's going with me I know there's something she's gonna give Spirits following me Sometimes I hear Somebody call my name Sometimes I see A face at my window Sometimes I hear somebody call 
Sometimes it seems an angel's helping me Things work out I never thought could be When I'm not looking She's finding the way Showing a path on my darkest day Sometimes I think an angel's helping me Please help me, I'm dropping like a stone pain and fear all alone Help my loved ones I'm begging you now I try my best but I don't know how I need your help I'm dropping like a stone I think a spirit's following me I think she's made of something you can see Wherever I'm going, she's going with me I know there's something she's gonna give me Sometimes I think a spirit's following me Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Find all our projects on protectorsofthewood.com and Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts.